Hello and welcome to episode five of Euphoria. We are available on SoundCloud, iTunes, Apple Podcasts, YouTube, etc. Wherever you're listening, uh, welcome. Thank you for joining us. And speaking of that, I'm Dracos. This is Cadrel, but our very special guest of for the week of the week, guest of the week for the week. It's a uh, wow, that was great. Yankos, welcome. I'm I'm starstruck, Hello. bro. I can't even get through an intro. It's a smile. It's, it's a smile. Damn, damn smile. Oh, damn smile. I mean, I'm here. Hello, guys. Hello, welcome. you too. Thank you. I accepted the invitation before mm-hmm. we went 02. Yes. <laughs> now we went 04. That Actually, I accepted it before we went 02 again. <laughs> so you were after like 102, yeah. I saw we are going to play SK Gaming and Misfits, and I was like, surely. There's no way, surely. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> surely we are not going to go 02 again, right? <laughs> and now I'm here um, on Tuesday. I guess we are yeah, going Tuesday. Just, so. just play the music. You might be wondering how I ended yeah, up yeah, yeah. in this place. Cautiously <laughs> optimistic that you're going to be coming here after a 2-0 week. Well, I appreciate you committing so far ahead of time and sticking with it despite a difficult week. Did you, um, I know it's usually like one day weekends for pros right now. Did you, did you get any joy out of your weekend or were you just stressed um, about recovering from the 04? Did you do anything fun? I mean, actually, we had a team conversation on Saturday after the game, right? Um, as we probably had to after going 0-4. And I think it was pretty productive. I think we found out what should we do going onwards to mm. try to improve our performance and well it's always like a bullshit kind of thing where players always say that and then like not much changes right but yeah. i mean with our team we have proven ourselves a little bit at least so we know that we are capable of winning but we are just not there quite yet right so i do think we can do better and sunday we all chilled a little bit played a lot of solo queue uh mm-hmm. went for a team dinner and uh, now i'm here my manager told me yesterday the taxi will be waiting for you outside at 10. And I was like, oh, <laughs> shit. Yeah, I have a four. Oh, yeah. I forgot about that. <laughs> so excited. So, yeah. Um, so how do those talks actually go with the team when you have, like, that bullshit discussion? Is it, like, everyone gets in the room together, all the players, all the coaching staff, and you in- individually go one by one as to what they think the problem is personally, and then Dylan kind of leads it? Uh, well, I think it depends on the team. For our team, it's basically... Depends on the meeting as well. <laughs> so sometimes coach leads it, right? Because yeah. sometimes coach has something to say. Sometimes maybe our manager is unhappy with the state of the team and he brings it up, right? Sometimes the players themselves are have something to say. So in in this situation on Saturday, um, it was our manager who started the meeting and mentioned a lot of things. And then I took over. And then, you know, after me, everyone went by, one by one. Mm-hmm. So I think that it, it, it hardly depends on like what kind of meeting is it really and what do we want to talk about. But, you know, after going 0-4, then... We had some, everyone had something to say yep. to yeah, each other. Yeah, yeah, that is not yeah. the nicest always, right? Yeah, but sure. sometimes you have to be really mean, I feel like. Okay, not really mean, just you have to be honest. Yeah, Honesty yeah, sure. is very important, Blunt. right? Because if you hide, especially that I feel like us as a team, we are quite close together and we are good individual friends in a way. Like we mm-hmm. like each other. So mm-hmm. always being honest when someone is playing badly or someone is making mistakes, mm-hmm. it's not always easy. Yep. Uh, but it's very important in a team environment to be like you can be friends but you have to also be like healthy professionals and in that matter i feel like we did a good job on saturday so i think the line for me because like i think those meetings exist in any any time you work on a team they happen in casting teams too more often just like one-on-one if you're casting as a duo but the line for me between those meetings being total bullshit <laughs> like kumbaya everybody get together mm-hmm. invent their feelings blah 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 and like actually tangible is like what you what you take from them mm. so when you finish is there like a list is there like does it affect your goals heading into the next week is it something where like this stuff gets written down 
Or it's is it like, accountability. all right, I told you I think you sucked this week and now we've all, we've let out all the, the steam and now we can just like go back to doing our thing. Um, I mean, I think it depends on the meeting again, right? In in this case, I think was letting out of a lot of steam, but also mm-hmm. having uh, kind of a plan on what should we focus on coming into week five of LAC where we can start winning, right? Because I mean, for big teams, for big names like, you know, G2 Esports, Fnatic, Mad Lions or or, or some others, it's always about playoffs, right? It's always yeah. about getting to playoffs and then thinking about worlds, thinking about first place, thinking about winning. But you have to get to playoffs first. Mm-hmm. And I feel like we currently are not in position, in not in luxury enough position to take it easy in the season and to take it slow. Even though we went to MSI, even though we're in spring split, we just can't. Like there is a world where we end up seventh, eighth, ninth, and then we don't make it to playoffs, and that would probably be like one of the biggest downfalls from spring to summer yeah. for a team. So not even making the playoffs, right? And I don't even think that it's going to be... Well, ha- placing top three and qualifying to Worlds is not that insanely difficult based on the standing system in LAC. So mm-hmm. if you finish in top three, um, you have to play one BO5, right? That yep. you have to and win. And then you're in. Yeah. And then you're in. So it would be such a shame to like not even be able to go towards this year uh, because we already missed out last year so but anyway anyway i went a bit far currently i think we have some goals i think we let out a lot of steam i think overall we had a lot of feedback what should be changed what is good what should stay the same and um we have to focus on winning some games sick well let's keep talking about g2 then because i think this is interesting we'll talk about the league as a whole for those who want to hear more about what was an insane week of upsets because it's it's just interesting to follow this road down what do you think is like why have the 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 last two weeks and obviously there was a break between them why were those weeks like so difficult like what made um finding these wins so hard for you guys Mm. honestly i feel like it was quite individual performances i think that as a team we still had like a decent idea on how to play the game but at some point i felt like we fell behind on the meta Mm. we were too slow to adapt to the patches because as soon as we came back from msi the meta was still the same yep. from MSI. Yeah, of course, there was durability patch, but the champions played were like pretty much the same. Yep. And then I think over the course of a couple of patches, the meta changed, shifted a bit, and we fell behind. So that was one of the problems, in my opinion. The other problem was individual performances. I felt like we were just dying in the early game everywhere, right? You can even bring up me and Caps dying 2v2 to Julius and Certus, I think. Uh, against SK Gaming this weekend, but you can also bring up uh, bot lane getting solo killed, top lane getting solo killed, or ganked, right, or us losing 2v2 with BB against Fnatic. So I feel like there's just many things that went wrong, and it was either in the jungle department, or in the mid lane department, or the top lane department, bot lane mm-hmm. department, like everyone was just sucking. So I feel like it's very easy to say why we lost, because we just played really badly, right? Yeah. And sometimes you have these uh, struggles as a team where... You go into 30-minute games and you're like, oh my God, we didn't know how to play on drag or we messed up this Baron. For us, it's like very straightforward. Like every game is just lost in 10 minutes. But if the game is just not lost in 10 minutes, we can probably win. You know, we probably know how to play the game after 15 minutes. We even like stalled one of the, uh, I think all of these games we stalled, we got some drags. Uh, we actually did make some mistakes in the mid games uh, where maybe you could have closed out the games against, for example, Misfits or SK Gaming. I feel like this weekend was very, very winnable. Uh, but I think against Fnatic and uh, Mad Lions, I feel like the games were just so difficult to play already from like 10 minutes onwards, right? And it was more on enemy team throwing than us winning. Um, so this is a big vocal point right now for us is, is to, you know, fix that, uh, fix the laning phase, fix the jungle piping or rather fix the early game as a whole and... 
I think we can we can do that. The amount of times I've heard actually I've heard this before so many times, different teams having the same issue. Like once yeah. once or twice a split, you have like this week or two weeks where like the first 10 minutes is just lost and everything's falling apart. You don't really know what the problem is. Um we were talking a little bit about meta on the last podcast about yeah. how like in the LPL and the LCK things like Silas are really strong. The LPL playstyle is like the mad playstyle where they've adopted just picking Lissandra and Talia and diving both side lanes. So I think we're seeing some styles from teams right now. And I guess you guys are just trying to find one for now in this new meta. Well, kind of. I think that mad style is probably the most straightforward. And I feel yeah. like they have Exodia drafts right now. I actually feel like their drafts, I mean, maybe because they play LPL, right? But yeah, yeah. I feel like their drafts are so good. And I feel like they are so easy to play, you know? Yeah. I feel like you don't need hands to play the drafts. And at the same time, they are just like very strong. Yeah. So I do think that Matt had like figured out a way for them to play the game. Mm-hmm. Um and it's working right there, like the top team right now in Europe. Um I mean I can just look at some of Matt drafts just for the viewers at home, right? They're playing Lisa and Lissandra, incredible two v two mid jungle, uh Nar top, and then just kind of some engaged support bot is basically their their flavor. I think that was the draft against uh, Astralis this week where yeah. they yeah, basically play Lilisandra against Strandle and Camille into Nar first pick, or mm-hmm. rather Nar first pick, and yep. then they just like kept going top and diving top right. So Vizati had like played one of the worst performances. Yep. Um then they threw a little bit, I remember as well. But yeah, I feel like when you have such a solid, strong early games and strong fundamentals in draft, you can allow yourself to mess up a little bit and still win, right? Just because you have that lead. Um, if they were to not be able to snowball the game, that would be a problem, right? Because this kind of draft is also in a way risky. If you don't know how to play that draft mm-hmm. to snowball, you will most likely lose because your champs will get outscaled. Mm. Oriana is going to outscale Lissandra, right? Trant yep, is going to yep. be more useful than Lissandra in teamfights. So I do see this, uh, these drafts going backwards, but I still think they are easy to play. And I still think that it's not a very difficult game plan. You just have to execute on it, right? And it feels like to me, Matt Witniski can do that better than with uh, someone else, Riker. I Riker. Think. <laughs> someone else, damn the shade. Um, yeah, no, I completely agree. I, I like definitely also champions like Lissandra, champions like the Rel, because mm-hmm. um, it feels like there's a lot of teams. Astral is definitely one of them who are just like getting away with like scale to late, scale to late, scale <laughs> to late. So like having really proactive uh, engage options is always really good. And I think like I think Lissandra is such a stupid character. I feel like the second you're ahead at all with that character and you get a passive reset in any fight, it's just actually over. It's super yeah. good. So. I love that they're playing. I love that it keeps coming out. But um, But, in general, G2, like, do you guys feel like how, why, why do you feel like your read on the meta was, was bad? Because I feel like when we were coming into playoffs last season and into MSI, I felt like we were giving a lot of love to Dylan and we don't, to be fair, really know how your drafting process works behind the scenes. So whoever helps with draft, whoever does good drafts at G2 was doing good at the end of last season. It feels like you guys always had new answers, always had new things going on. The Aniviate MSI, maybe we think it's the stroke of genius. Maybe it's Cap just being like, yeah, sure, I'll play Aniviate. I had a dream. (laughs) (laughs) I had a dream. I had a dream. But like now, now it feels like it has slowed down. We're coming into a new patch. What is like the process like for getting back either on top of being just in the meta, drafting in the meta, good solid drafts or like getting one step ahead. What is that process actually like? Well, I think uh, if you want to be ahead of the meta, you actually need to figure out the meta first, right? Because Mm -hmm. you can never really go one step forwards without being at the same place as everyone else because you don't actually know what is the meta. So for us, I think a lot of the previous weeks were meant to catch up in a way and also figure out what do we want to play, what is the meta, right? And as soon as we can figure that out, we can look for answers to certain meta champions that we can use to our advantage. And I feel like 
we had these answers in week one and two where we picked up some wins yep where we were um i think drafting quite well actually and we had a lot of just fiesta drafts where we could just go in and you know mess things up currently though i think we are drafting a little bit yeah more meta and maybe mm. this is actually one of the problems right maybe this is not working for us maybe just drafting the very standard champions is not something that we were good at as well in spring playoffs because even when we were winning in spring we were drafting answers to meta things right and yeah. we were trying to kind of be one step ahead like you mentioned so if people would have affilios we would play misfortune but if then they would leave affilios we would pick that up and yeah, you yeah. know try to find a good matchup and stuff so i feel like we were ahead and i feel like we had exodia drafts in playoffs and this is why the playoffs went so well for us yeah um as soon as we ended uh, or lost rather the bo5 against fanatic we had like a big talk and then you know another week and I, I actually felt like already back then we were a good team when we lost to fanatic so i was very shocked that we lost yeah. i think we were like giga choking on stage as well uh, and I think that our drafts that time were very winnable against Fnatic already. But I think we just played bad. Yeah. But then we even improved on these drafts and we found even new un- newer answers. And uh, we were even more and more confident. Of course, with each BO5, you also grow more confident in your ability to play the game. And, you know, enemy team has to sweat because mm-hmm. they just lost and they're coming in against G2. That is like 6-0, 9-0, 12-0 and stuff. So I feel like um, the winning streak was also a big reason as to why we were so dominant. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it is much different to go on stage and play a BO1 after going 0-4. And it's much different to go on stage and, uh, you know, play a BO5 after winning just two of them back to back. So yeah. I think that the BO1s, of course, are a big subject here. Yeah. Um, they suck hard yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> not a fan not a fan of the bo1 yeah, system yeah. but uh, i do um think that you know it's completely normal and we don't struggle because of bo1s we struggle because we have a bad team and because yeah. we just cannot find answers so we just have to get so better i assume then for 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 you and for your players because especially like i know dylan likes is really comfortable giving players comfort picks i know you never get to have fun you have to play whatever the hell is meta and boring but i know bb and caps are both big players who like like to brainstorm like to come up with weird picks like to play their weird counter picks is it good for like if we sit on a patch for a really long time do you feel like g2 benefits more from that than other teams do um i think we do but i also think it kind of depends what the patch is about i think that we do have like pretty open-minded players in Mm -hmm. our team and i think everyone is looking for answers but yeah there has to be some stability right and i feel like i bring that stability to the Mm -hmm. team where they can kind of rely on me to bring like solid early games and like very similar champion pool in a way that they can play off of it yeah and well guess what we just lost four games so maybe they can rely on me okay and that's that's like that's the question but uh we've been on 12 12 for like a like a month now basically and 12 12, and then you you guys came in it was rough like um what was the week of practice like leading up to this you know tragic Um, (laughs) uh 0-2 into 0-2 what was it like yeah so week three yeah we lose to mad yeah then we lose to fanatic then we already decided that if we have like a decent early season, the first half, like three weeks, right? Uh-huh. Um, there's one week in between week three and four. Mm. So we already decided that because we went to MSI, we didn't have like any vacation whatsoever, like any free time. So we are going to take a week off between week three and four if we have enough wins, right? So we started with like 3-1, 3-0 into 4-1. Mm-hmm. Yep. So surely we're gonna be that's fine. a pretty good start, right? Yeah, so yeah, we yeah. can probably take a week off. Then we take a week off. We come back, we have, you know, four days of screens, three days of screens, I think, because one day was used for something else. And then we play SK Gaming Misfits. So technically, not the best teams in the standings. Back then, SK was one win. 
Misfits were, I think, two wins less as well. I think they went two out this week. So yeah, they were three probably, four. You guys were four three. Yeah, so probably it's winnable. Like probably yeah, yeah, yeah. if there's any teams that you can allow yourself to take break against, it would be probably Misfits and Escape. Maybe not, you know, Mad Lions and Rogue, right? That yeah, are yeah. currently destroying the standings. But we were wrong, I suppose. And I think we just didn't like catch up on the meta fast enough. But I also feel like we just played really badly. I feel like our drafts were not the reason why we lost these games. I feel like we didn't play very well. Mm. And that, again, goes back to our early games. Yeah. Either we are dying individually on lanes or we are choosing bad timings to gang, getting outplayed, things like that. So, And then, you know, um, when you start the game from behind, again, it's, it's just hard to come back, right? We get some drakes, but... We played against Misfits, where the game was like a bit winnable. But then Corky Rockets and, and Zeli W at some point just do 1k damages, right? So it's like kind of hard to win. Are you telling me you fights. got season 12? Yeah, <laughs> so um, even though we stole the game to 40 minutes, it's not like we are scaling necessarily better than them at that point. So yeah, I, remember. I do think that, you know, we had some some like decent ideas and, and I'm not super worried. So I'm worried, of course, because how can you not be worried after like getting... Sure, yeah. <clears throat> things done to you so so often yeah, like you know, know but i believe we are on a good way right now yeah. as of tuesday this week on a good way to bring back some wins and you know in the end it's all about getting the playoffs right now so any wins are good wins yeah phil if we could bring up the standings because you guys right now are next to astralis in seventh which of course is a number that i'm very familiar with you yeah. talked about not being worried, but does <laughs> I it... was gonna make that joke. You can't make fun of yourself. <laughs> it's better if I self I if I self joke because then it doesn't feel as bad for yeah, me. Yeah, because people give me shit for bullying you sometimes. They're like, stop being mean to him. Dude, dude if, if you get if you get message about that, medic must get this, like <laughs> destroyed in his DMs for it because he does it every single time. You got a lot of white knights out there. They're trying to defend you. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so you guys actually play against Astralis this week. Uh, you play against Rogue. Does it worry you that yes, you lost to SK Misfits, but does it worry that? You, you lost to SK Misfits, so your schedule can only really be harder, right? When you're in a position like 7th. No. No? Not scared of anyone? Not scared at all, actually. Like, I mean, it could be like Giga Copium. It's just, I don't think that teams in LEC are, you know, insane. Yeah. I mean, I think Rogue, of course, playing very solid, always winning lanes, good drafts, right? Snowballing the games well, yep. knowing how to play the game. Mad Lions, very similar. Excel, struggling a little bit. Fnatic, same thing. Misfits bringing back a lot of wins right now. Uh, Vitality is like a, a little bit of a question mark. I think they're quite solid, but they're not like insane, right? Mm -hmm. But the point is that I feel like all of the teams are still beatable mm. because, you know, everyone's losing, right? Uh, maybe except for Rogue, which we have to face. That's a good week. way to solve the league. Everyone's losing. Yeah, but yeah, everyone's yeah, yeah, losing. Yeah, yeah. You know? Look at everyone's, everyone's score. Losing. So <laughs> if, we went, if we somehow win two games, oh, if we somehow win two games right now, yep. then we end up with, you know, like what, top three, top four, something like that, right? It mm, depends yeah. how, how other teams will do. So I feel like, we can still make it to playoffs and, you know, we have to get wins, but we shouldn't stress ourselves out to a point where if we don't get wins, it's completely over because it's never not. And sometimes eight wins is just enough to get to playoffs. And then if you get to playoffs, you can still win. Yep. Besides that, we have a lot of points from spring split. So high chance if we get to playoffs, no matter what we are in top four, we have the luxury of that because, you know, teams like yep. Matt didn't even make playoffs last bit. So they made, um, they have no points, right? So even if they are first, they, they might just like end up with less points than us. So yeah, anyway, the point is, we don't want to stress ourselves out too much. And the standings are even. It's We are 7-8, but you know we are one win away from being in the... Tie for third. Yeah, yeah, tie for third with yeah. like all the other teams, right? It's so a I think it's going to be a lot about 
um, playing against the same teams again, playing against, you know, Panatic again, trying to get that win back, playing against, you know, Excel, going to zero over them in case we are tight, so we go over them, things like that. Luxury thing, which is like not good, but LEC system works. If you are, if you have a draw, if you are 1-1 against teams, then the team with higher number of wins in, in the, the second, second half, half yeah. matters. Yeah. And because we have only four wins in the first half, then, you know, we are surely. <laughs> <laughs> There's many teams yeah. that we are going to go over if we have the same wins and oh, we are tied. You you're know? like so the old, you're, There's a lot of, like, so much positivity, no? There's just so many things that just went I'm, right. I'm even though we are four because you're the only player I've heard of that seems to actually understand the tiebreaker system That's and the playoff true, actually, seeding yeah. system. Every other time, I'm like, Oh yeah, so win record in the second half, uh, you know, head to head to like, oh, I thought it was just you know, when you went to the Messiah. <laughs> I thought it was game time. When, when you went to Messiah and right now we are struggling for you to keep your job because <laughs> you're maybe not making like, the playoffs look, in look, Carlos, yeah. wins in the second half are more important. Yeah. Don't bench me, please. Finding everything you can possible. He's like calling yeah. Vitality. He's like, which of your three junglers would like, <laughs> would like to come? That bow guy looks good in solo <laughs> <too. laughs> So, you know, I have everything in my small finger. Oh yeah, actually we can do this and then this and that. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. We are first. The, see, that's <laughs> copium. But I respected that you it's know the draw that. Of excuses yeah. Yeah, <laughs> reasoning you you're ready i respect it well i'm i'm you know i'm curious to see how it works out i hope for your guys' sake it's it's cool to hear that you're so willing to accept that it's just an individual performance thing which is also hard because it's like when the answer is just play better what is our analysis like okay g2 <laughs> we, we, today we they just desk. have to play better like, yeah. but it is it's a fair point um looking at the league as a whole though and kind of coming back to week four and the path that it's led us to this everyone in the league is losing most certainly rogue and mad maybe a little bit less than everyone else but like why are there so many upsets just generally obviously astralis beat excel misses beat fanatic and g2 they're super rising sk beat you guys, sorry, I'm not just trying to like remind you of this over and over again, but there was a there were a ton of upsets this week. Is it just is everybody good? Is everybody bad? They talked about this a little bit on PGL last week with VTO, but like why are we seeing so many of these upsets? I mean, I feel like maybe, just maybe, right? Maybe Riot just destroyed the game with the durability, but or maybe not. <laughs> maybe or maybe suddenly <laughs> a lot of teams are good. And they can go down 8k <laughs> gold. They, they can go down 8k gold and they can still win the game for yeah, one team I fight. Mean, I'm not sure, right? But uh, to be honest, I feel like, yeah, well, probably the level in Europe is not that high, right? And mm -hmm. people tend to try to take less risks as well because it's a BO1, right? And I still think that if it matters most and we go to BO5 system playoffs, then a lot of these teams that are currently in top six, excluding G Tour, because we are not, I think a lot of these teams would struggle. I mean, we even remember Misfits in regular season last split, right? Where they were still at, I think, top four team or so. Yep. Misfits. Yeah, they were third And then, place, you know, Rogue having to play them and then them just like losing everything after. I, I just feel like there are teams that like, if they are in playoffs, it's a waste. Dang. And we just lost to Misfits. I'm not like calling out Misfits specifically mm. but i just think that you know the teams that in my opinion will do well in playoffs is probably well fanatic you know can do well in playoffs i can see actually excel doing a bit better in a bo5 i can see mad rogue being good teams for playoffs so i'm not gonna make, mention our, our name again because you know we are four five so we don't even deserve playoffs right now but i do think that some teams probably would put up a better showing playoffs um, yeah but in the end to get there you have 18 wins so there's no excuses i mean like there's actually no excuses 18 18 games if you lose 18 games if you don't make it to playoffs because you lose 18 bo1s then you just suck that's hmm. it so you know if we don't make it to playoffs we just don't deserve playoffs and guess what what 
Nothing. You, were like, oh, you know what? You had no follow. I was like, I wasn't ready. I was like, where are you yeah, going? I was, I was like, really I was like, with the best or with the worst, I don't know what's uh, going on. I mean, I, I completely agree. And I think that there is definitely, um, the thing about best of ones that's nice is that you don't have definitive answers. The thing about best of three is you just know who the best team is coming out of the first regular season. Regular season, like you were like, you're finished and regular season was mediocre as hell in spring. And then you guys like shot up out of nowhere. And that's kind of the thrill of it. But the downside is, is it's just, it's a hot mess and a team like let's say Astralis who are kind of like like Chachi's literally getting obliterated every single laning phase and he's making up for it in team fights don't get me wrong but like that shit's probably not gonna fly in a best of five like if his Orn is the problem they're just gonna ban his Orn, right and I think that it's a similar story was a similar story for Misfits last season where it was like it wasn't calling it only the VTO show is I think a little bit disrespectful but it was like okay if we ban VTO out yeah like the team like really needs him to be good and i think most teams spent like two or three bands on vto and the team kind of collapsed right um and i'm sure there's other factors too there without talking to misfits i don't want to just say that's definitive but there are there are teams where like you know that they have this depth of strategy coming into best of five and there are teams who are good at like one thing and they pretty much show one thing in the regular season and in a lot of the cases of these upsets i think astralis are definitely among them i think misfits maybe less so in their wins but like definitely were in the past season it's like they do this one thing well in astralis's case it's like the team fight pretty well they're great at coming back from these deficits yes are they leveraging objective bounties pretty heavily yeah yeah sure but whatever you know that systems is in, is in the game and i and maybe there's a world where astralis make playoffs and they've got some six best of five strategies but like i would not bet on that at this point if they did make playoffs i would assume that they have this one strategy and it will probably fall apart in best of five is that how you see it because misfits in spring last last split you were just talking about it they finished third and then you demolish them in playoffs. Like the 3-0 was like 25-minute games. I remember we were casting it. Um, it was I think it was me, Trevor, and Gulborg. It was so quick that best of five went home, job done. What what is the the specific like? If you had to outline like one reason as to why these teams go into playoffs into best of five and they just fall apart, is it that during the regular season they don't show the amount of play styles or different styles that they could approach a best of five with? Is the caliber of players in your eyes just weak? I mean, I think I can approach it from like a totally different perspective because I don't think these players are like bad, mm. yeah, you know, and I don't think these teams are like completely cl clueless, mm. but I think I will approach it from a mental perspective. I think a lot of these teams, they don't actually aim to be number one. They just aim to like get to playoffs. They aim to like, maybe we can be top three or maybe we can be top five or oh, our goal is to make it to playoffs this year. You know what I mean? Like, I think mental state of a player is important and I feel like a lot of these teams are like losing scrims. A lot of these teams are just, after eight weeks of LAC, they are so mentally exhausted that they are not capable of like still pushing through playoffs, trying their hardest while losing and while actively trying to get better, if that makes sense. So I think mental aspect of League of Legends player, especially in playoffs, is quite important. And I feel like for me at least, Misfits is a team that probably after get, uh, losing to Rogue uh, Trio, back then didn't really try as hard or maybe just didn't feel like they have a chance you know like mm -hmm. probably they like i'm not saying they did because i don't want to again call them out because i just i'm not in the team i don't know yeah but to me at least maybe they mentally given up right yeah, maybe they just, or just maybe felt they defeated didn't. whereas yeah. do you feel like your kind of experience in being conditioned in those scenarios where like you've had years like 2019 was a long year for you probably in competitive play like in terms of scrims from regular season to playoffs to international regular season playoffs international do you feel like you've conditioned yourself to like eight weeks of LEC feels pretty easy I mean the good thing for me is that I also stream I mean this is completely like a bit off topic but a bit on topic because when we lose a lot I have to go on stream turn it on and listen to a Twitch lot of chat. people yeah 
calling me out yeah. and you know a lot of and i've been a pro player for like eight years now so yeah, yeah. i i've been through a lot of things in my life so i feel like i'm not again that worried even right now and i i still know what we are capable of and i still know we can win um and we can make playoffs hopefully right and the same thing goes to yeah if the season is logging like in 2019 um i think what helps a lot is if you are a good team, right? Of course, because if you are winning a lot of scrims and if you are winning games on stage, mm. then even though it's a long season, you're having so much fun because, you know, winning is fun. In the end, all the pro players are here to win. All the pro players want to be the best. So in 2019, we had no one who could face us. So we were winning probably like 95%, 90% of the scrims. Um, until Worlds, I think, that year where we were losing a lot of scrims to FPX. But even against other teams, we were winning, right? So it felt like we are just so good that it was just so fun to even play another game of League of mm -hmm. Legends because you are just so good, you are winning everything. But then let's say we are a team like BDS, right? I mean, I'm not sure if they're winning scrims. Uh, we didn't really play them lately. Um, or I don't even think we play them this split in scrims. But I'm not sure how they are doing in scrims, right? But let's yeah. say, imagine you are 1-0 on stage. And then you go to scrims and then four times a week, five games a day, maybe more, depends how many scrims you play, you get destroyed or you just lose. Every single day, every single game, you lose, 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 lose. I mean, just such a mental mental strain on your head, in my mm. opinion, at least. You have, yeah. Like, you, are you worthy? Are you here to win? Are well, you here to be a punchback? Yeah, yeah, exactly, right? So I feel like... And, and same goes for teams in playoffs. Because just because, let's say, Rogue is 7-2, you don't actually know what's going on inside their heads and same goes to Matt and maybe team like as Charlie's who is four and five have like the best team dynamics and they're just so happy together and they're having so much fun and you know the mental is insane so I feel like mental strength is actually quite an important um, part and aspect of League of Legends and not every team in my opinion does it correctly and you know it also depends on players a lot and well yeah to me at least um, some teams making playoffs for them that's it you know for mm -hmm. them that's like okay Got it. Yeah. So they yeah, don't feel hit that bar. They're not as like focused. It's, it's like they've hit that bar. So they feel like they've made it, you know. I mean, they relieve a little bit, a couple percent of performance. Yeah. I mean, the idea that you just described, like, I think any player who has gone, I would hope that anyone who's had like a really bad League of Legends day, a lost streak, could like empathize with your hypothetical BDS situation again, because we don't know where like, yeah. you're losing on stage, you're losing scrims, because even though you'll, I'm never going to feel that same level of emotion again because it's for me it's just solo queue, right? When it's your job, you know. But when it's your job, like the idea that you have to be go to something and do something every day that you feel like you're bad at would just to me sounds like torture. And that sounds like every single day. Yeah, every that's... single day, multiple games a day on stage, everyone's watching you, everyone hates on you because you know, we normally hate sure. on people that are not yeah. doing well yeah. unfortunately, which should be the opposite, we should be supporting them. So, it is very straining. Why is Manjenkos? Yeah, that's intense. How do you keep, what has your mental development been like over the year? Because I feel like every time I talk to you and every time I've seen you in a team environment, you've always been like pretty chipper, pretty happy. But like you've gone through a lot of uh, ups and downs. You know what I mean? Like mm. you played on that, um, you know, the Forgiven HK roster, which I know had its difficulties. I don't know all the specifics, but we I know it I'd had have some difficulties. Yeah, it had its difficulties. Odo, Odo touched on it a little bit. Yeah, he touched on it a little bit. You've been through like, you are now the most senior G2 player in terms of amount of time you spent on the roster. You were the 2018 roster through now, and you've been there Damn. for the best years. <laughs> Damn. You're like the player. Like people will look at Caps, right? Because the Caps perk dynamic, like franchise player, whatever. But you're the dude who's been there the longest now with perks gone. And um, 
I just think about you've been through so many different lineups. You've had your great moments. You've had 2018 where it was kind of surprising to see you succeed as much as you did. You had 2019 where you were the best EU team of all time. And you had like 2021 where you guys were like kind of a, just a mess, a failure. Mm. And obviously like you rebuilt this year. So like how do you keep how do you keep a, a good mental attitude going forward having like what is it like what are the defining moments for you when it comes to developing a good mental because you've been through so much shit and obviously so much so many great moments too but you've, you've kind of been through it all i mean i think it's a lot about what your goals are right i mean if you want to win then you have to accept that sometimes things are just not going go to go your way and you have to also accept that everyone in your team is probably trying their hardest, even if it doesn't look like it sometimes, right? Sometimes you may feel like, oh, this guy is like not playing enough solo queue, or this guy is like not talking, or this guy has a bad day. But mm -hmm. normally everyone is there to win, right? So I feel like there's just a lot of things that you have to like realize in on your own, or maybe with, with some help, some experienced players as well, yeah. where people are actually like actively trying to win games and they are not inting you. And even though if someone is looking like he's inting you, he's not actually inting mm. or doing Giving you yeah, the yeah, benefit yeah. of the doubt. Um, and besides that, you have to be willing to take all the loses and still keep going. Mm -hmm. Because I feel like if I wouldn't, let's say if I would give up after the first, first four years of my career, where, which were not that the best, and um, if I would not survive in a way until 2018 where we started winning with G2, then I would miss out on a lot of good things. Because, you know, in the end, 2014, like 15, 2014, I had like a pretty good year. 2015, we had, you know, we, we were completely boosted. 2016, first time at Worlds. This is what kind of brought back, brought back a lot of motivation because I think going to Worlds is so much different than, you know, competing in Europe. Then 17, again, another off year, 18, go to Worlds. And then ever since, always at Worlds, except for last year. And then last year is, again, a wake-up call, right? Because you were winning for two years. Even 2020, we were not as dominant, but we still won two splits. We still yeah. should have went to MSI if MSI happened that year. And then we still went to semifinals of Worlds, which yeah. is like, you know, yeah. considering insane. people were like, in 2018, that would be insane. Yeah. Because this is what we did in 2018 and Fnatic even went to finals. That was like insane for Europe. Oh my God, yeah. West can compete, right? 2019, we spoiled Europe a little bit, you know, thinking back to that we are so good. You did, yeah, did, so did kind of right? like low-key note, no, because uh, I'm really glad that you guys did well that year, but you have probably ruined the European fan base a little bit because now they're just like such expectations, high yeah. expectations. You know, they're like, we should be fighting toe-to-toe -to -toe with Korea and China. And it's like, yeah, we had that one year, guys, but every other year we were getting smashed. Yeah. And trust me, I want that year back too. But like, you know what I mean? Like you gave yeah. the kid too many toys yeah. and now they're like spoiled. Why, where yeah. do my toys go? And you're like, well, actually we're broke as hell. So <laughs> uh, there's no money and we're just going to, you're getting like whatever we can afford for Christmas, buddy. Like we're going to find out. So, so I think that, the, you know, last year was quite, a, again, a wake up year after two successful years. Last yeah. year we didn't even make it to Worlds. Not even talking about not winning, right? Because, of course, we didn't win two splits in a row, but we also didn't make it to Worlds, and that was, like, a huge blow. Um, because, you know, watching the competition again, sitting in your chair and just missing out on everything that you know is fun and you really want to compete against the best players, is just sucks. Um, so this year, the, the roster was built around winning, right? And mm. maybe not everyone trusted us, and maybe not everyone had... Um, I, I mean, I, definitely some fans probably abandoned G2 and we were like, oh my God, why are you guys bringing these rookies? Why are you like kicking yeah. reckless and all these experienced players and everything, right? But it worked out, fortunately, yeah. this far. Now, four or five, but we are, we are getting there. But anyway, it was more about mental strength. So I just do think that, you know, you have to keep pushing. I do think that you, it will come over time as well when you are a rookie, you are 17, 18, 19, that some mm. players are in LAC. Uh, you don't have that 
same level of mental strength and i feel like the experienced players can bring you back can bring you up but that also requires the experienced players and the players that have been there for a while to understand how important is mental strength and to understand how they should you know lead the team right as yeah. well and um i don't know if if all of them do i feel like perix actually is a name that i can praise because i feel like he actually made me a better person in mm -hmm. a way and i think he was you know very important part of part of success why, why the team was good in 2019 uh even 18 right uh or 20 and i think he was praising mitty as as someone who like kind of taught him a lot uh and i don't know how it works now because i didn't play with him yeah. for you know two three years now but yeah i do think that he brought a lot of good things in in g2 at least back in the day can you can you describe any of those good things like is there any specific lessons i mean i think he, he was just uh, quite uh, demanding of the team and even when the team is was not even when we were winning and we were like trolling in scrims like having too much fun he would be his mood would like not be the best you know because he wanted always us to kind of like perform at the highest level and try her and try to be better right but besides that i think he was a person who would always strive for like more when it comes to gameplay like yeah. you always look for things that you would um you you wanted like he wanted to improve on or things that we could do better and of yeah. course he is not that insanely smart i'm like i'm not saying he's not smart <laughs> but it's like he cannot do everything alone yeah. so yeah, yeah i yeah. think he was like a good leader in a way where he would make people want to do these things with him so we you could figure it out together right so it's not like he would be the person who would like teach you everything mm. uh, even though he taught me of course a lot about league because you know he came from a winning team i came from a losing team in 2018 sure. but um i feel like he was just like a good leader in a way that he would make this conversation happen and thanks to that um you know i i feel like we would also do better I think that's such a huge thing. And it's not something that gets talked about as much because uh, when a team is winning, it's easy to just say, hey, they're Get winning. Complacent. They're, they're winning, they're good. you know. And it's yeah. probably easy when you're on a team to say, hey, we're winning, we're good. Uh, and so that that aspect of not just accepting that but continuing to push for more is something that I think like, hell, like I think every every human being who's successful at what they're doing um, you know, can struggle with. Because like, we're a pretty good casting duo. We try and we keep trying to grow. And that's, <laughs> Because some weeks we're like, ah, we could just show up and coast it. Thank you yeah. for the cough. Thank you. Yeah, um, <laughs> no, you guys are pretty good. You know, like so it. like sometimes, sometimes like, you know, like it, that perks mentality is hard to tap into because yeah. there is a lot of when you're winning or you're doing well, or in our case, you're getting good assignments. You can, to a certain degree, take chill, take a step back. So people who can keep their foot on the gas and keep pushing, I think that is a super good skill. Yeah. Especially when I think you said it like you can't do everything, but you look at something and it was good. And then yep. you say, how can we be better? How can we right? be better? Yeah, Asking exactly. yourself the how can we be better question when something is already good is, is a lot difficult than seeing something that's disastrous and saying, how can we be better, right? Yeah, I mean, when something's literally on fire, you have to put yeah. the fire out. When yeah. it's like, fine, it looks good. You're like, how do you make it better? It's, I think, always always a more difficult question, always harder mm. to find that motivation, especially when the only thing that ultimately matters for most teams is results, right? For most managers, et cetera, et cetera. Pushing past that is big. Was there any, out of just out of pure curiosity, was there any other players in your career who kind of like had the perks impact on you where they taught you whether it was about the game or life or mental just like took you a step forward as a player in all the teams you've been mm. in and all the rosters i feel like in 2017 i believe i was working with a sport psychologist mm. that pushed my mental into the correct state of not being a tilter because actually yeah. in the early days of my career um i feel like in 2014 when i started playing my early days in rockat where there was like a lot of like big temperaments in the team kind of yeah, like yeah. they would be mm sometimes kind of very toxic like the, the state of the team was toxic and how we would talk to each other was like very toxic i feel yeah, like got it. so then over i had thought, a rough game you just had to talk shit to everybody and then i just felt like that is normal you know so then when <laughs> that i was the norm but yeah. then then when i was in 2015 
then I felt like, okay, so this is how I have to tune my team. Yeah. You, know? yeah, you bunch exactly. of fuckers. <laughs> <laughs> this is not exactly how you should treat your team. And then, you know, 2016, I think I had my days where I was like giga toxic as well uh, when we were losing and I just didn't, I was not happy. Uh, but in 2017, I think I had like a pretty, a lot of like good lessons and also just like realizing that I'm a grown up now, so I shouldn't act like a kid. Mm. Uh, and then, of course, I also think that uh, Ryu uh, was in, in a way undervalued. Because people didn't, like in 2016, people didn't view him as like insane mid laner. Yeah. But I think he knew how to play the game. And I don't think he was good at expressing it. So he was not a good talker. Um, I mean, he was, you know, Korean and yeah. he was a bit shy. So even after like the whole year with Ryu, I felt like he didn't really open up to us. Um, but I did feel like he knew how to play the game. Mm -hmm. And he knew what to do in the game. And, you know, he had good calls during the games uh, quite often. So I felt like he also had like a good impact on me as like a player, but I feel like he didn't really share his knowledge mm. and that could be due to communication problems. Yeah. That could be due to shyness. That could be due to many things. But this is one of the problems in my opinion, because if you are a good player, mm -hmm. but you can share it with other people, that's mm. a problem. Like if yeah. I'm a good player and I cannot really, um, you know, share my knowledge to rookies and and share my like ideas on how to play the game or what i think is good but also take the knowledge from them because yeah. you know of course like i've been playing a long time but the game is constantly evolving constantly changing so just because we have done things a certain way in let's mm -hmm. say 2019 when we're winning it doesn't mean that this is the proper way to do them in 2022 right so i feel like you have to be willing to change a lot as a league player and you have to be very flexible and this is completely another subject there's just so many things to talk about but the point is that ryu was Good, but I wish he would open up more and be more communicative. Mm -hmm. And I think he could have made the team even stronger in 2016. Yeah. We also had a lot of other problems than Ryu back then. It was like, again, quite hit a roster. So maybe it wouldn't help, but maybe it would have. And I think that being, you know, a good player, it doesn't necessarily only mean, you know, pressing the buttons correctly, but also doing things outside of the game that can be yeah. valued. Um, so many things, yeah. And I think that, that there's like two things that we've talked about that I think are really important. And just to touch on the one that you mentioned most recently, that ability to communicate what you're thinking, why you're thinking it, how it works. And also how you communicate it, right? How you communicate it too, I think is really big. Because like, let's take a recent example, I think where this has probably come into context, again, with the knowledge that we have. Uh, the Excel example is good because like when Mickey joined Excel and they started to win more, people were like, Mickey, the shot caller. <laughs> and then we talked to Excel and they're like, no, Mickey doesn't say shit. <laughs> like Mickey like communicates information, yeah. but he's not like shot calling. Yeah. And so we had to look deeper and it's like, well, no, it's just like when it comes to reviews, He's communicating, hey, I think we're doing this wrong in the setup. Hey, I think we're doing this wrong, blah, 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 blah. And I think he's probably an example of a player who like really thinks about the game and communicates about the game pretty well. And that's like, that's the thing that he offers. It's not the sexy thing like, oh, in the moment he's like, go barren. That's the thing that people want to believe, you know, like that, like that's what it comes down to. But no, he's just a guy who like has a good amount of knowledge, is a good support and communicates it well. And that's a skill that I, that I like respect immensely. And I think is probably really easy for people to underrate because like they want players to be very flashy or they want like a comms video where they're telling everyone what to do and they assume that that's those are like the two skills you can have in league of legends actually that is true yeah, yeah. i think the voice comms have like a very big impact on what people perceive as a player because yeah. i think sometimes when the voice comes is released on lac channel or other channels then they see like one team and they're like oh my god this guy is saying <laughs> that we should kill oriana so he's the shotgun yeah. Team. yeah that's completely but it's, it's, opposite of how yeah it normally it's like whoever's ahead kind of shot calls from my experience or if you're dead in a team fight it's better for you to just talk more because you see more basically 
right? Yeah. It's just s- small things that happen. So yeah, it, you see different comms, different fights, different players say different things, I think. Uh, also, like if you're the engage and you go and engage on the Oriana and scream Oriana, then of course you're the one who's supposed to scream it, right? Because you're the one going in. Um, so there's different. We just ones. always really liked the idea. I think it got romanticized very early on. I think like High was one of the examples because he was the quote unquote like true shot caller for C9 <laughs> yeah. to the point where like people were just putting him on random rosters because he was so good at shot calling even when he wasn't doing as well individually. And I think like because that was so early in League of Legends, people just got really attached to that shot caller idea. And like even in season five, season six, I remember players like not on Euphoria, but in other interviews, etc., being like, no, there's not stop talking about shot callers yeah. it's just not how communication mm. works at all like sometimes maybe yes but it's part of like that's just a small representation of what is a much bigger communication yep. structure or a much bigger process on the team that person isn't just like the genius mastermind they're just the person that happens to talk the most and put in that position i think that in a perfect world probably every single player would be able to like shot call in a way so yeah. call his own shots and be able to um you know lead the game from from ahead right but we are not living in a perfect world so some players have to practice more and some players have to practice less right yeah. and experience of course helps uh and just like ability to know the game but also playing certain roles can be easier for example playing jungler in the early game is quite chill right so mm. we have the ability to lead the early game because well we are not really laning so we are not really necessarily fighting from minute one so you know we can kind of have the overview of all the lanes how they are going and what should we do next but then let's say you know approaches 15 minutes jungle falls two three levels behind you are just not as strong you don't have as much agency unless you know you made mm-hmm. so much things happen in the early game so then maybe the stick goes to the solo laners and then you know the solo laners have to kind of perceive their with their way of playing the game or maybe the dual lanes ahead so i feel like in in, in a perfect game of league it yeah should be the person who is ahead right and hopefully you always have a person who is ahead. If not, I think it can be team. It can be just the person you trust or it can be just someone who is confident. But yeah, someone has to make the calls or someone has to say confidently, like, you know, what do you actually want to do in the game? But I, I think in my experience, at least it could be anyone um, in the most, like in the best rosters I had, it was always everyone kind of talking. Of course, some people give more information. Some people give uh, more like decisive calls, but it, it it still has to involve everyone. So, yeah. I think uh, an interesting thing that I would love to hear about is kind of talk more about you and like yourself personally, your goals, your ambition. We talked a lot about you in the context of G2, but Kajal, you weren't, you were still playing last time. I I can't, we've, you've been on this podcast a number of times, Yankos, but last time I remember very vividly, we were like in a random production studio. It was like me, you and Deficio. And we were talking about your goals and you were like, yeah, maybe when I'm like done being a, 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 a pro i want to be like a content creator i want to be this big personality and obviously you stream on top of being a pro these days so you're doing that to a certain degree but i'm curious like how your personal goals your personal ambitions for yourself have changed since like 2017 2018 whatever was the last time we had that like big life discussion like what are what is what are you looking to get because you're one of the guys that's been around the longest now again i'd say you're like the longest standing g2 player but what is it for you are you still chasing world titles are you chasing being the best in your role like what is it what is it that you really want i was saying i'm not the best in my role <laughs> well after these what four weeks I'm not, I'm not surprised i'm just like i'm saying is that what you're chasing is that what matters to you i'm not saying um, where you're standing you know well i still want to win worlds right so the whole point of being in g2 esports as well because i mean it's not a secret right if you want to get paid you go to na yeah if you want to win you stay in europe yeah Fact. so you heard it here i think that or okay it's not true for certain players because for example inspired was really not winning here but he's winning in na right yeah so i do think that like it can vary because being in the best na team is most likely way way more fun 
and probably more rewarding than being in like third, fourth European team. Mm. So I do think that for some people it did pay off to go to NA, not for everyone. But the point is, I think if you really want to win Worlds, if you want to have a shot at winning Worlds, you probably need the best teammates possible. And, you know, having three NA teammates might just not be the best way. Anyway, the point is, the point is, I always wanted to. I, I don't know why I just randomly claimed them. Like, I didn't mean to. But yeah, then, it yeah. just leaks out sometimes. I, I know yeah, it's it. just like, okay, anyway, the point is that, um, you know, I'm not saying G2 is not paying me well. I'm, I'm happy, you know, in my, in my life, but I want to win. And the roster was made to win. And, you know, ever since I joined in 2018, it was made to win. And back then, it was about winning European titles for me because I never really won Europe before I joined G2. Yeah. Now that I won five splits in total, I still want to win more because I feel like winning splits is just so much more fun when you go to Worlds. Because when you get to uh, go to Worlds and you know that like you are the European representative. Yeah, you are the you team. You are the team. You are the. <laughs> yeah! <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, the point is that I really, really like being the best. I really like the feeling of like being at least the best in Europe, right? But I want to feel how is it to feel the best in the world and... You know, I was close to it in 2019 mm, and ever, yeah. every other time I went to Worlds, I was in semifinals and lost to a team that won. So I, wow. I always have that luxury of losing to the team that wins and it's yeah. still That's sucks. a good it stat doesn't... though. It's like, well, I got to the finals, but I've been to two semis as well. And every single time I lost, it was against the winner. Mm -hmm. So oh, man, it was crazy. actually three semis now. Three, three semis. Yeah, three finals. semis with the final. And, yeah. Uh, yeah. But yeah, anyway, actually for, for them. Because 2016, 2018, yep. 2020. Oh, yeah, of course. Oh, and then 2019 well. was there. And you but always I, lost to the winner. And I always lost to the winner, yeah. Holy. That's pretty cool. Damn. That is pretty That's cool. That's pretty awesome. And, you know, it is pretty, like, <laughs> it, it makes my head, like, more cocky, you know? Yeah, yeah, <laughs> Which yeah. is not good, but it yeah. is what it is. Um, and my personal goal, yeah, I want to be a content creator or, like, more of a streamer after I retire. Yeah. But I'm not really thinking about retirement because mm -hmm. I feel like if I start thinking about it, then I will just not give it my best anymore. Got and it. the point is to give it your best. And, you know, until I stay in esports, I really want to compete on the highest level. So right now I'm in G2, right? And uh, we won Spring. We got smashed on MSI in BO5 against T1, but we did take a game of them in, in group. Same goes to RNG. And I think that, you know, we can keep improving. We can keep being better. Um, currently, we are struggling to even make it to playoffs, but... We have four weeks left. I think we can do better. And all I think about is really winning. And I'm not really thinking about Worlds right now. Yeah, the end goal is win Worlds, right? But I mean, that's like a, a dream, you know, like a fairy tale. You don't really talk about winning rewards when you're 4-5 in, in regularly yeah. in, in Europe, you know. You want to focus on the present. And I feel like for me right now, it's, you know, winning a couple of games is going to make me very happy. Um, then, you know, making two playoffs is going to make me very happy. Winning playoffs or doing well in playoffs is going to make me very happy. But doing well means winning. There's just no other way. Like either you win or you lose, right? There's so, no second place. There's no third place. Earlier when we were talking about um, some of the teams that will like maybe make it to playoffs and then fall down, you talked about how they're like, oh, their goal is like be fifth. So how is that mentality separate from you who are like, right now you're not worried about Royals. Right now you're not even worried about anything other than playoffs. Like what's the line between like, is it is it different just because you your goals just ramp up as you go further and you're like never content with where you're at? Like what separates you saying the only thing that matters right now is like getting wins ahead of us and getting to playoffs and like those teams earlier that we talked about that maybe like fall down as soon, like at the first hurdle because their goal is like getting top five, top four? Mm, well, I mean, just I think it's just expectations, but it's also what you really like. Maybe it's believing how good you can be, mm -hmm. right? Because I mean, I think that when we played scrims against the international teams, it actually felt, you know, very, very winnable. And I feel like we still have so much potential to grow in us. So 
besides how can you be a pro player and not believe that you know you want to be the best yeah. i mean you can be realistic right and you can be okay our goal is to make it to playoffs because we have a new roster and we don't have the best players but i still feel like you should strive for like the highest standing you can mm -hmm. and for me since my previous couple of years were rather successful I can talk highly about, you know, being the best or trying to be the best, sorry. Yeah. Um, because clearly we are not the best, but uh, I, I never really were, never won Worlds, but we are trying to be the best. Um, but if you would ask me the same question back in 2016 or 15, then yeah, of course my goal would be to, you know, win playoffs yeah. or, or do something. I, I wouldn't think about winning Worlds. I wouldn't think about um, maybe even making first in playoffs. Maybe I would care more about even making Worlds or being top three, right? Mm -hmm. But I know all I thing about really is you know the first place but for the first place my mentality was always taking it step by step and not really thinking it, it too much in the future is that something you try to like rub off or instill in the team because i mean g2 team environment looks incredible but are you all on the same page when it comes to those goals you know like the team mood is that we're going to worlds eventually but right now we need to win well, maybe we we have taken the going to Worlds for granted lately. <laughs> because, you know, we made it to the side, so everyone, like, oh, got yeah, a little yeah, bit yeah, yeah, yeah. we made it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. like, yeah. after, I feel like after making to the Messiah and winning spring, I feel like everyone got, like, way more cocky again. Yeah. yeah. So we were really humble when we were the team in is January. Because, is it because you were the European team? Yeah, so I were the European team. And, <laughs> yeah, yeah. you know, we were the team to go, like, to be beat T1 and yeah, RNG. And you know, at some point, we're undefeated yeah. MSI, you know, like, it really messes out <laughs> your head a bit. And ever since, something goes down, baby. But anyway, um, yeah, I do think that uh, the mentality is there to, to, to be the best, right? But again, right now, maybe we were thinking too ahead of ourselves. Maybe we were thinking about Worlds, we were thinking about playoffs, we were thinking about whatever else will happen in the meta and how can we practice to be the best at the later part for playoffs. Mm. But currently, um, I mean, especially that, that talk on Saturday, we already covered it, so we don't have to go back to it. But yeah, I mean, the, the, the big point of the talk also was maybe managing expectations a little bit and, you know, realizing yeah. how important is getting wins now compared to later. Because in my mind, at least, often I, I do care about the present and I do care about, you know, getting wins at, at, at the present. But I also like to think about what should we practice to be the best the next patch, the next yeah. week? But we don't have luxury for that anymore. We have to do what will make us win now. Mm -hmm. And we don't have the luxury of practicing for playoffs, practicing for the next patch, or maybe even, you know, not playing certain champions that are strong in the meta mm -hmm. just because maybe they'll be nerfed in two weeks. So we shouldn't yeah. technically have to worry about them because they are just not going to be relevant in two weeks. But we need wins now. So we have to worry think about the short term. maybe. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. That's a difficult position to be in. Um, as a final kind of point of discussion before we run out of the podcast for today, there's two things that we have to cover. Euphoria MVP. Three, technically. Euphoria MVP. Yeah. Shoes. And then I want to... They did this on the broadcast this weekend, and I would love to get... These are low. I'm not going to make you do a big, big bold prediction in terms of, like, I'm not going to attach any stakes to it. No. Unless you're fiending. Unless you're fiending. I think we, we used to do that, right? Where we had to, yeah, like, we do had a bets. bet. And then, and then I think that you lost... I what did, was the bet? And I think lot. you had to be like uh, cosplay something. Was it the Rakan? Oh, was the, was it the Zyra Khan? Was that you bet with you? Or was yeah, it the I chicken? Think it was bets? with me and Mickey, no? Oh, it was with you and Mickey. Oh, you guys were supposed to be Zyra Khan at the roadshow. That's how yeah. we lost. That's how I ended up as It's hard to keep track. I lose most of the bets, I've learned. Yeah. Um, you were standing behind me in the Rakan. Was it that bet? Yeah, that was that one. On, oh where I was god. allowed to, it was, it was I was going to be on stage. Yeah. Oh my god. Oh my that god. was brutal. good times. Uh, before we do MVP, Phil, if you can throw the standings up, four teams who are not making playoffs. It's week four. There's four more weeks. It's best of ones. I'm I'll not going to roast yet. you. And I have to do it? 
but the fans you're gonna okay. do it you're gonna do it and then we'll we'll comment on it yeah. we'll do our own okay to be honest it is so difficult because i don't want to include g2 sure. but okay so the easy guesses team bds right yeah SK gaming i yep. still think they're not making playoffs australis i still think they're not making playoffs i think you're in the same boat those three uh, yeah. feel like those two are yep. safe bets right yeah and then we have a problem because I see G2 Esports in bottom four teams. <laughs> and that's my slight uh, worry, my, my slight but worry I do, but on Com- my head right now. I think now. Comp said in an interview, jokingly, not 100% serious, but he was asked the same question. He said G2 would not make playoffs. Yeah, but he, I mean, said I'm not with, surprised, he said it with right? a smile on his He's face. Kinda, so yeah, yeah. A little bit of a... So um, if I had to guess right now, it would be between um, Misfits and Excel. Ooh. Okay. And that is because I don't want to say G2. But if we had to, if if I was, let's say, Vitality player, then I would say G2. Just because we suck <laughs> right now. <laughs> we went 0-4. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And we actually have like a, I mean, I guess it's it's like the split kind of restarts, right? It's nine yeah. uh, games against every other team again, right? But it just ha- it's kind of like, however... However, the standings will be. I can also see Fnatic maybe. And I know I'm like putting a lot of big names, but for some reason, I think Misfits will like weasel they, they're out into playoffs. <laughs> they always pull it off somehow. Yeah, I don't know. Like, okay, so, okay. Uh, the obvious choice would be Misfits, but I have a feeling that one of the big teams is not going to make playoffs. And it could be us, it could be Excel, it could be Fnatic. I, it's so interesting. And I think for some reason, I think Vitality will make playoffs. That's what I was going to say, is because to me, Vitality, Misfits, Given their playoff performance last season, given their inconsistencies mm. this season, although Misfits credit to them are on a f- fatty I mean, I think Vitality was just unlucky that they faced us. I mean, but they lost to the finalists. Sorry, that's right. That's the logic. Lost you, the mean, you've lost the finalists. Vitality lost the finalists. I take it back. Vitality can't do it. I I don't know. It actually is very hard. I I would say Misfits. Yeah. So I mean, yeah, I think Misfits is the safe bet, but, but you, ca- you got to be like spicy. Okay. You got to be spicy. To be honest, though, Excel also there, but only because last say, week was gonna, such a hot mess. I'm going to say Excel as well. Oh, you're going to what? You yeah, work yeah. for them. Yes, yeah, it's, <laughs> it's even funnier than <laughs> actually. I think Kedral is like. I mean, is like I'm saying in a jo- joking way, but he's a bit salty. You know, he's like, oh, you're not going to make playoffs now. <laughs> I'm not just uh, like in the sidelines crying, watching them make it last split. So to be fair, the Excel cold open is the bet that we lost this weekend. We made a song for Excel because I lost a bet, as I do lose bets mm. um and it's about and it might just be the biggest cast recurse of all time and yeah uh, don't worry we don't have to make a bet but uh, i think misfits would be the safe choice i think if the standings would be a bit different so if g2 esports would actually like step up a little bit harder on saturday yeah, and sure, 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 close sure. out mm-hmm. that the game against misfits yeah and then you know we would flip misfits and g2 right now we would be in like the big four and misfits would be in the bottom four i think i would actually plays misfits there yeah. but for some reason they're winning so many games right now i think they're like a four game winning streak or so mm. but so i want to give them the benefit of the doubt so final answer is excel vitality give me give me a final okay just one we, just one team well, yeah. because we know, we know bds sk astralis those are your safe bets okay, and i think uh, everyone my, agree. my final call is going to be misfits misfits are making safe Pedro, bets. who's your who's your final i said team? excel it's gonna be a bit spicy yeah i'm gonna say i do vitality. like the excel i'm gonna say vitality they have i know they're a good team conceptually yeah and i there's a lot of people on that team that but i just like Every time I think they're going to do something good, I feel like they 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 fail. they just mess they it up. They did win Fnatic. Fnatic went zero two this week. Same that as is us. true. And Fnatic is also on the list. It's really it is. This is the hardest. United in rivalry. Yeah. United in rivalry, baby. <laughs> Straight to the bottom. Race to the bottom. <laughs> Race to seventh. <laughs> oh man! All right. Last thing then on the agenda um, is Euphoria MVP. Yep. Yeah, well, Certus. You I think, think Certus? I think Certus. Certus. So the idea is. 
the best player across the week performance, most valuable mm-hmm. player, is not the best individual performer, but the player who, with like, without this player, their team wouldn't have been able to achieve those results. Uh, Cajal's vote is for Surtis. Is there anyone? Can that I comes play to my teammates right now? <laughs> you can play. Which player? <laughs> uh, okay, so from Euphoria Inter of the week. <laughs> uh, yeah. So from, I mean. I actually don't know about MVPs. I'm not sure. I mean, the teams that went to always Mad Lions is SK Gaming, right? It's also Misfits. I mean, Sertus would be like the easy choice because, I mean, he did solo kill caps, I guess, which is like <laughs> yep. pretty pretty damn good. You know, yeah, you that's get a pretty, solo kill pretty, pretty good. destroyed Excel. Uh, 8-0-2 on Silas. Really high damage numbers. Had a okay, really yeah. good game. I mean, I'm time. down for Sertus, but to be honest with you, I am not very qualified to talk about that because I just didn't watch every game because yeah. I'm more worried about our team than other teams, right? And That's when I'm totally watching fine. other teams, I'm also not like looking at players individually too much. So I could be like bullshitting you because I probably know, know, know enough about League to bullshit some people, like people that are watching right now. Sorry, guys. I think- but... I would just say I'm not qualified. I can be down, That's, down for that. That's Sertus. respectable. There's a lot of people um, some people come in here and peer pressure us into certain answers. Yeah, well, that's like, the good thing is that's oh, well, why it's nice player? as we got Yankos mm. after a zero two oh, yeah. weeks because normally you'd I'm very humble pre- right now. You'd peer pressure for your own team. Mm. You'd bully us to pick someone yeah. on your own team. Yeah, yeah. I'm like giga humble. I'm inclined, and this is not to take away anything from Rogue, especially who I think had a Comp. great game because Comp had a great week, yeah. um, and I think a lot of players on Rogue actually had a really great week. But it was as it is often the case for me with Rogue. It's like feels like a greater team effort and it still was a greater team effort for sk but i think the one person who stood out the absolute most was certus so and if you just look at strength schedule right they played against vitality yes and uh, bds i believe rogue but sk was against excellent g2 right and the fact that you know should have been two unwinnable <laughs> games i think based on what we saw the week of upsets actually right. what's uh, so we have two mid lane mvps Yep. And then two jungle MVPs. Yeah, it happens a lot. It, wow. It's hard to get other people's MVPs. Support Great. were popular. Could, could have been you. These two were the winners. They were tied. <laughs> Maybe two years ago. Oh, 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 yeah. They <laughs> were tied. Yourself like that. They were tied they were two close. and two. So we just yeah. gave it to them both. Oh, that's so Kedro, cool, can you actually. take the whiteboard and write that? Because if anyone ever but sees the, my handwriting, I'll be roasted dude, for my the rest hand, of my life. Same. My handwriting is not much better. Look at Phil's. Phil's handwriting is incredible. So nice. Right, okay. Wait, who, wait, what Finn wrote? Finn? Finn rolled Finn. Finn has no shoes. Okay, so there's oh. two things happening on this whiteboard. Kedro, if you can show the whiteboard to the camera. Pull it off. Hold, pull it off. Like, bring it with you to the center. Uh, the whiteboard has list of people who have won MVP. And then, do you wear shoes or no shoes on stage? So, Yankos is our second guest since we started the shoes, no shoes. Are you a, sh- a pretty cool Are you thing. a shoes, no shoes guy? So, um, I'm type of person who does everything for a reason. Yeah. Even though some people may know me that I actually don't use my brain too much. I actually tend to think a lot so um anyway for my shoes no shoes when i am hard chilling and just playing the game yeah. i'm gonna have shoes on got it but when i'm like actively trying to win and make myself more comfortable i'll play shoes off so it, it depends on the play so, so if you're trying to win you take them off yeah so so in playoffs if we are zero to down i'm gonna take on my shoes okay and if got you're it. zero four in a regular split Next week, I'm going to take off my shoes. Well. Take shoes I think straight. that's a vote for no shoes. That's no shoes. Because I think if you're no shoes when the pressure but, is but on, the shoes, you're a no I'm shoes playing player. Like, I'm playing with shoes like 90% of the games though. Like with shoes 90% and 10% is like, is like I'm trying to like change something so I take mm. my shoes off. Okay. So I would say, I would say shoes, I think but I would shoes, also then. say no shoes. Okay, let's so you have to make my next phrase in this between. Way. Let's phrase it this way. You can put him in the you middle. Have a, you, have a, you have a child, baby Yankos. Okay. And he's just about to play his debut LEC game. And he says, dad... Should I put my shoes on? Leave my shoes on or should I take them I off? I don't think I would do it to my child. I don't think I would make him play league. Okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> his, his, his debut, his f- piano recital, his f- football game, I don't give a shit. He says... Every football game. 
Football game, he has probably have to wear shoes. <laughs> piano recital, something. Chess, you know, piano, lead. You know, he's like, his dad is the, like, should I wear shoes? Should I wear no shoes? Like the what, prim- what did you do in your career, dad? Oh, sheesh. <laughs> I would say, do whatever is comfortable for you, my son. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I like, how, I like how older Yankos just drops three octaves. Hello, son. <laughs> Sounds like your motto. I've gained so, 30 years and my voice <laughs> drops every year. So Brr. anyway, I would, I would actually put myself in between. It's so hard to decide. For he me. can exactly. be in the middle. You can put him in the middle. Just like erase the line right below Finn. Like, because, okay, I think I, have, I should have the luxury of being in the middle because I'm so thought of about it. Like, I'm not sure if the Finn gave you, like, a very distinct explanation. Finn is, like, was, like, definitively no shoes. But I got okay. distracted because I was memeing Cadrel for asking the question because I thought he was going for some, like, weird foot stuff. So. Ah, oh, <laughs> but now I understand ah. it's a valid question. Oh. Uh, it I, is kind of like, like an you know, arrow win and arrow lose. Um, no, I think you just leave it for yeah, now, and we'll, we can recap at the end of the season. Decide if no. Yeah, if you guys no ever shoes. like recap me and you wanna decide which one, just put shoes because I mean I just play. 90%. Well, we might have to the, call the day you, you win worlds. We'll, we'll ask well, you yeah. whether you're wearing shoes or not. Okay, yeah, that's yeah, yeah, true. Yeah. Or if we have to tie break at the end of the season. So if you, if you are talking about our wins, for example, um, I think when we were winning, we I had shoes on most likely. Like normally, I take shoes off when we start losing. Got it. Got it. All right, Yankos, uh, I think practice is going to be pretty important this week since your guys are 0-4, as we've mentioned a million times on the podcast. So Wait, we'll, we'll let you go. Thanks. <laughs> is there anything that you would like to, uh, I don't know, say to anybody, sponsors, Twitch stream, shout out, shout out to teammates, fans, anyone um, you think deserves more recognition, anything. What do you, this is your, just a few minutes here. You can say anything that you want. Okay. That's of not course, offensive. I would like to give a shout out to Dracos and Kedral for you. inviting me to the thank show. Any, literally not knowing anytime. that I was 02 and, uh, you know, now I'm 04. So thank That's why we asked before. The making weekend. sure <laughs> that my time is... <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I mean, I'm grateful to my teammates that, you know, they didn't really give up mentally. I yep. feel like everyone is, like, still pretty, pretty happy. Um, shout out to G2 for, you know, <laughs> still paying us after the, <laughs> after the last two weeks. <laughs> uh, shout out to all the fans for uh, sweating with us and hopefully supporting us. And, you know, we will see each other in playoffs, right? I think that, uh, in a way, uh, it's an exciting season uh, mm-hmm. for all of us because, you know, we have so many even teams. It could just be fans being unhappy and saying that, oh my God, we are not necessarily doing good anymore and Europe sucks. It could be something else, but I feel like um you know this as a matter of fact the season is still even right and and we still have so many teams fighting and trying to clash their way into playoffs and there is a world where in four weeks we have clear favorites and and it just doesn't matter anymore but for now at least um you know everyone has to sweat for it maybe outside the rogue who has seven wins so i'm quite excited and i hope lec fans are excited as well and do not worry i i saw some comments that we are worse than an a we are really not <laughs> worse than an a. just had to clear that so up really <laughs> yeah, i want to just clarify that, that yeah, the last let's thing. not go too far guys. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, i know it's like not not much to say right because being better or worse than an a i mean it's not like we were ever worse than an a but uh we are still struggling against korea and china a lot but uh yeah well anyway um we will do we we'll will get do better there. we'll get yeah. there um, thank you, Yankos, again for being here. Thank you so much. If you guys want to check them out, twitch.tv slash is it G2 Yankos or just Yankos? I think it's just Yankos. Twitch.tv slash Yankos. If you want to ask him more questions, uh, you can go there and do it. He streams pretty regularly. 
Um, are you doing Polish streams or are you only doing English streams these days? Do you mix it up? I do only English streams. I think I do every day besides Thursday, Fridays, and Saturdays. Every day that besides Thursday, Friday, Saturday. And if you want to see him on Friday or Saturday, you can check out the LEC starting at 6 p.m. Berlin time on Fridays, 5 p.m. Berlin time on Saturday. They're playing uh, what looks to be game four both days. So big bangers for day one versus Astralis. See if you can find your first win there. And then No match of the week in seventh. Sorry, buddy. Huge, uh, <laughs> huge challenge versus really Rogue on Saturday. Bro, like, oof. <laughs> Yeah, that's a rough split. So there it is. Check out the LEC. Check out Yankees. That stream. is that is the match of the week. Then G two Australis game four. G two. I mean, this, this is like four. all about you know who can actually yeah. make it to like the top top teams. Who's yeah. gonna break the top six? Ooh, sick! I love it. Two orgs whose Counter Strike teams are good and League teams are uh, in seventh. Wait, actually though, I think like G two Counter Strike is like no, you guys got <laughs> blasted out of Cologne. I think I don't yeah. know. I haven't kept up. I think Astralis is better. I don't know. Uh, is Astralis? Yeah, Astralis, Astralis wasn't, is, I don't know. Uh, They've uh, lost half their players. I just so the final wasn't saying uh, Yeah. Anyway, I don't know enough about CS to talk about CS. Anyway, banger final though. Um, yeah, check out the LEC this weekend. Check out Yankos on his stream. Thank you again, Yankos, for being here. This Thank has you. been Euphoria episode five. Also, Cadrel stream twitch.tv slash Cadrel. Why not? Let's just get all the shout outs there. Um, <laughs> and Twitch TV slash Dracos Cast. Dress <laughs> Dracos Cast. Yeah, I don't Apex stream right streams. now. Apex streams. That's what we are. Uh, anyway, thanks for coming. Good luck this weekend, my friend. And uh, yeah, tell the boys I said hi. Thank you. You're welcome. <laughs>